0: Hello, everybody. Here, I'm to talk about Anchor. It's one of the best podcast uh, platforms that you can you can uh, go on. You can put all your podcasts on Apple, Google, any place. Any place to put up your podcast, you could all do it in one place. Anchor has all the tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the phone or computer. And you can distribute any of your, your plat- podcasts on any platform. Like Apple, Spotify, Anchor, you know Anchor, Stitcher, iHeart, everything. It's everything you need. You need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. And let me tell you, I have had great experience with Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. That is Anchor FM to get started today. Welcome to Cindy and Joe's show. I'm Joe. Cindy isn't here. She is on a sabbatical finding a new condo for little Jeffy Poo. So I'm here and I'm just going to, we're just going to talk some sports, obviously. But the first thing I want to get to is something that's near and dear to my heart. Now the Detroit Lions have such a... They've had such a hard season. And when I say they have had a hard season, it's been injuries, COVID, rookie mistakes from the head coach. But as we get to the end of the season, there's one thing that remains the same and it's kind of um it's kind of a good thing. You know, when when Brad Holmes started, we were wondering how would he draft and the players that he would draft and how would he how would he get talent on this roster? And he looked to this year and you go, okay, well, at, we're at the end of the year. What players have played above what we thought? I'm pretty sure no one thought A.J. Parker and Jerry Jacobs would have played the way that they had played. But I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure no one thought that uh, that, that Jamar Jefferson or Craig Reynolds would uh, uh, be useful. No one even knew who Craig Reynolds was before the preseason. DeAndre Switch has came into a very, very he's came into form very, very well. And let's let's look at the obvious. The obvious is Jared Garth has turned it, he's played way better in the last couple games. Now you're asking, what would I say about this team? And I see parallels of how they can get way better going into year two. And when I say way better, I don't mean just get better. I truly do think that this could happen. Look, there's no guarantee that Aaron Rodgers will be in the division next year. There's no guarantee. There's a guarantee that Matt Nagy is going to be fired from Chicago. There is a guarantee that Mike Zimmer... He's going to be fired from Minnesota when he eventually misses the playoffs. There's no guarantee team that has a better future right now than the Detroit Lions. There's no one. Aaron Rodgers could be on his way out. And what is Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers? Do you really have confidence in Jordan Love? I don't. But if you do, that's cute. That's cute. Chicago, what are they? They're going in a salary cap purgatory, with all the, the the contracts that they have. They have no offensive line. Here in Detroit, we have something that a lot of teams don't have. It's very rare. Look across the NFL, it's very rare for a team to have a good offensive and defensive line. Very rare. You're gonna add players like a Kayvon Thibodeau, maybe Naden Hutchinson, depending on which way the draft falls. You're gonna get back a Romeo Quara, You're gonna have a Charles Harris. You're gonna have um, uh, Ali McNeil in his second year, Anzorik in his second year, and then you're gonna add Taylor. around. And then look at the look at the look at the offensive line for the Detroit, Detroit Lions. Frank Ragnall is come back. It'll be Penn I. Sewell in his second year, which in his first year he was absolutely dominant as a right tackle. Taylor Decker back. Jonah Jackson back. Vitae back. Vitae has played very, very well. So now you look in the offensive, you look on the offensive end and you go, okay, what do they need? Do you need a wide receiver? Yes, you do. Probably two of them, maybe three. I like Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he's going to be very, very good. I like him as a slot option. I think he'll be very, very good in the slot. He's a very he's very good route runner. But if you're going to go in the draft and you can get a Traylon Burks or Drake London or uh, Jalen Tolbert, that could be very, very beneficial to the Lions next year. Let's say you sign up for agent like a Michael Gallup. I mean, obviously, you're not going to break the bank for Chris Godwin. Or, or 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 you're gonna sign a head case like Odell Beckham, but there are options out there like a Michael Gallup, like uh, there's a few more options out there. My name, the name's escaping me right now. I'll, I'll probably think of it as I go on. But that's the reality. And then you look you look at it and you go, Does T.J. Hawkinson have a future here in Detroit? I mean, would do you really want do you really want to pay the money for T.J. Hawkinson? Like a Mark Andrews. I mean, I don't but I could see the reason why you would. I mean, I think there's tight ends in the draft that you can get and they, they'd be great here. But man, the Lions really have been put in a very unique setup to where they can now um play at their own cards. Listen, they're gonna get a they're gonna get a top premium pr- pr- prospect in the draft. That's number one. They're going to get three of the top 40 draft picks. Three. Brad Holmes has showed. He has showed that he can draft and identify talent. One of the biggest issues when you have, when you have a general manager or you have a, a you know a rookie general manager, you don't know what they're going to do. In the first year, we see what uh, Brad Holmes does, and we see what he did in L.A., and we can see that he's putting... The groundwork in Detroit. Like I, I'm very, 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 very excited about this team. I usually wouldn't say that, but Brad Holmes is—he showed that he can be that general manager that can get the talent, identify talent. You don't win in the NFL if you don't draft to rounds three and seven. If you don't draft good in those rounds, you have no shot. Unless you're, to be a continuous winner, you have to draft in those those slots. So look at the Baltimore Ravens. Look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, even though they're having a rough year with yesterday, but you get the point. New England Patriots. They all draft, well, they always get some guy that could be a key player. Then you look at what Dan Campbell has done. Dan Campbell, in year one, has shown he has shown that he has the locker room at his disposal. The locker room respects him. Go look at the NFL. Go look at play Go look at the Washington Football Team. They go out on national TV and they they are throwing blows at each other instead of on the field. They're getting embarrassed and they're they're, they're punching each other. Go look at the New York Giants, who are way more talented than you, way more talented than Detroit, and they are in a very, very bad situation. Here's the reason they're in a bad situation is, next year, Kenny Galladay, an old friend of the Detroit Lions, uh, James Bradbury, and Leonard Floyd will accompany, uh, they'll they'll occupy 33% of their cap. Think about that. A guy that was a cast off in Detroit that, that Brad Holmes didn't want, you know, didn't didn't resign. I mean, maybe Galladay didn't want to be here, but that it worked out well because Kenny Galladay is getting paid, uh, big time, and we we'll have the Giants won. That is why Brad Holmes has showed he is going to be very very good for the Detroit Lions. And the Detroit Lions had the best future out of anybody in the division. I, 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 you, you can argue with that. But how? How can you argue with that? You can't. Aaron Rodgers, once he leaves Green Bay, if he's traded, maybe he stays. I don't know. Is it beyond repair? I don't know. All I know is once he leaves, he's not getting younger. Once he leaves, what is Green Bay? Is Jordan Love good? I don't know. I don't think so, but, you know, Green Bay, they might come up with a hex and come up with another Hall of Fame quarterback. That's that's usually the way it goes. But for the first time, I think the Detroit Lions are heading in the right direction. Look at the offensive-defensive line, and then look at when it's going to be at its full potential and say, that isn't better. Then you add players in the linebacking core, the secondary, Jeff Okuda come back. Maybe he can become something. Maybe. You never know. Aaron Glenn has showed that he can get the most out of anybody. I mean, I I, I didn't know who Mark Gilbert was. I didn't know who Jalen Elliott was. But they're here, and I don't really think that they're that bad of players. Billy Breeze. Who's Billy Breeze? I, I think he played with Oregon. But that's how it is for the Detroit Lions. You have to be excited about this. You got to be excited about this. This is a very, very exciting time for Detroit and the fans because you're rebuilding and for once in your whole entire life. I'm 27, okay? I haven't I I haven't had a general manager with the Detroit Lions that I actually believed in a hundred percent. Now some believed in Bob Quinn, some believe in Martin Mayhew. I mean obviously no one believed in Matt Millen. But for the first time I, I can see this team heading in the right direction. Now, Dan Campbell, he has to get better with his game management skills, or we're going to have a problem. But at this time, who is has a better future than the Lions in the NFC North? Who? Welcome to the Cindy and Joe show. I'm Joe, and Cindy is out, oh, like I said in the previous segment. And we are talking about the Michigan Wolverines. They play a big-time game against Georgia. Big-time game. I think... I, I do think that the Michigan Wolverines can win this game. I do. I think the Michigan Wolverines have a very, very good shot at winning. But here's the issue. The issue... Isn't you know the issue is they're the Georgia defense against your run game. And this pens up something that is a little bit different, okay? You usually Michigan is the team that is that that that, um dictates the run game. But here with Georgia, they're a very, very good football team. Their defensive line Jordan Davis eats up blocks. He eats up blocks. This is gonna be a very, very good test for the Michigan offensive line. A very, very good test. You know, you look at it and you go, okay. The Michigan offensive line, they should have no no they are gonna have a shot to to, you know, play it, play it pretty hard, get get the uh Get the run game going, but they got to deal with the, that defense line. That defense line is really, really good. There's multiple NFL pros in that, that front seven, so I think that this game is going to be predicated on the passing game. You know, Georgia's one weakness is their their secondary, and what you got to do against Georgia, Alabama kind of laid the groundwork. But I don't know, I don't think Cade. Cunning, I mean, Cade uh, McNamara <laughs> the Cade brigades. I, I really can't get used to. Kate McNamara, you're gonna to have to move the pocket for him. You're gonna to have to get him on the left, the right. Get him moved so it it gives him more time to find people downfield. Now this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a game that I think the Michigan is gonna really miss Ronnie Bell. He's a deep threat, explosive player. This is really, I think this is a game that Michigan will truly miss Ronnie Bell. Because he could take the cupboard off the you know top of the defense, there is no big time deep threat with Michigan. I think Andrew Anthony could be that guy, but he needs he he needs to because they need a deep threat. They need someone who's going to play and give them meaningful minutes. Give 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 McNamara a very good shot because the tight ends that you use at Michigan, Schoonmaker, Eric All, you're not going to be able to use them because those those middle linebackers, those linebackers at uh, Georgia, they're really good at t- uh, covering tight ends, and they get really good reps in practice with uh, uh, Eric Gilbert, um, Darnell Washington, and the the, the uh, I'm forgetting the freshman's name, but he's a he's a he's a t- he's a tank. And going on the defensive end with Michigan. Listen, Georgia's offense is is not that great. They're only two weapons, and it's it, this. This is another thing. How good is Stetson Bennett? Because if he can't get the ball to uh, uh, George Pickens or uh, or Eric Gilbert or what's the tight end? I'm trying to think of the tight end that uh, um, Bowers, Bowers, Bowers. Bowers. He's very, very good tight end. He, he's a freshman. He's, he's, They're they, they penciling him in as an NFL top 10 draft pick. I mean, that's a good guy. So, Michigan's one... They don't really have... A, their weakness is not really a weakness. The pass defense... Not really weakness, but it's going to be covering those tight ends. That that that's that will be the major issue. If you can't cover their tight ends, it could be pretty pretty rowdy because they could use the tight ends to open up the middle of the field, and then they just they just slice you with George Pickens, who is a deep threat, who has he's got size and man, he's he's such a tank. I do like Michigan in this game. I mean, if I was betting on it, I. would don't think I'd bet on either team to win. I'm betting on the under. And I I think the under is... I think I read it was... We're going to see right now. The lines move so much, you know? But if I was betting, I'd bet the under. I, I really don't see this. I think this is a race to 20. A race to 20. I'm looking up the odds right now. But... For Michigan, they're not going to be able to run the ball as much as they, they, we, you know, we, we thought. Um, it's just that's just the way it's going to go. Like you, you're they're not, you're not going to be able to run the ball as, as good as you thought. The over under, it's forty five and a half. That's amazing. I, I'm totally betting the under. Totally betting the under. I don't think this this goes over forty five. I, I don't. I think. It, God, it's went down because he was fifty. But I still would bet the under. I think this is gonna be a defensive chess match. But you know, I like Michigan in this game. I do. I think that they can win this game, but they're gonna have to find ways to get to the perimeter of defense. Get K. Po- McNamara in a moving pocket. They're gonna need someone to um play a deep threat for Michigan. And they're they're gonna need to keep Georgia's offense at, at bay. I mean, they, there's reports and there's everything that Daxton Hill might not play. If he can't play, whew, covering those tight ends might be a problem. But either either way, I think Michigan has a great shot to win. I do. I think they have a very, very good shot to win. You know, I talked to people, and they they said you know that that, that um, one guy I was talking to, he was an NFL scout, and he was saying that Brock Bowers—that's that, the kid, that's the tight end. He was saying Brock Bowers is 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 such a mismatch from hell because he's fast and he can get he can get open in a quick. That's a mismatch that, that could that could hamper Michigan's you know, chance. You know, Michigan really doesn't have that guy on their offense either. They don't have a guy like that. I mean, you could say Ronnie Bell, but Ronnie Bell is not there. Michigan needs a big-time play guy. And that so far, if you look the past couple weeks, it's been ground and pound Hassan Haskins, but, you know, the reality of the situation is Hassan Haskins is not going to get the yards he got against OSU compared to Georgia. I mean, Georgia's just Georgia's defense is really, really good. You know, when you're allowing less than 10 points a game, you're doing a pretty good job. So it's going to be about cutting their defense in the secondary, getting to the point, moving the pocket, getting Cade McNamara comfortable to throw the ball downfield, and he's gonna need help from his his uh, his wide receivers. He's gonna need someone to step up. I think it could be Andrew Anthony. They need someone to step up big time. And we'll see. I like Michigan in this game. But what they cannot do is fall victim to the circumstance. their this game is gonna hedge. And whether the stubbornness of Jim Harbaugh, continue, well, you know, does does he continue to try to run the ball? Because if he does, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to work. You know, in the Michigan State game, one of the things that I, I really noticed was he was going up against a very, very good bad pass defense. And he started to run the ball, and that's when Michigan State got back in the game and won the game. Now, there is no... There is no Kenneth Walker on Georgia's rushing game. They don't have a DeAndre Swift. They don't have any good running back. They have James Cook, who is Delvin Cook's little brother. But if you look at it, you know that was an instance where Jim Harbaugh was a little bit too stubborn for his own his own accord. He should have he should have kept passing the ball because if he kept passing the ball, I guarantee the Michigan wouldn't have lost to Michigan State. You know, but that's how it is. that's how it is, and that's where the game is gonna hedge. If if they if they if they act stubborn and they keep running the ball, gonna have problems because he can't run against Georgia. They're a really good rush defense, and they have they basically have a wall at the defensive tackle in Jordan Davis, and they have an amazing front seven with Kobe Dean as their middle linebacker. They're very very good there are secondaries where you can take them to cover uh, the cover off of it so my prediction is Georgia 20 Michigan 21 I think Michigan can win this game now it's going to hedge off it's the stubbornness of um of Jim Harbaugh if he's stubborn and he tries to run the ball, good luck. They're not winning this game. If they use the pass game, they get they move the pocket to get they, they get the play, and they 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 open up lanes for uh, Mr. Cade um, McNamara to throw. They'll have no shot. They'll have no they'll, they'll have no they'll have no problems passing the ball against Georgia. This is the Cindy and Joe show. Between the Whistles Detroit, in the next segment we will be talking about the Michigan State Spartans. And they're they're a peach bowl that is kind of a dud. we'll talk about the next day, man. welcome to in between the whistles Detroit. I'm Joe Cindy's not here obviously, so we are going and we're moving on, and we're talking about the Michigan State Spartans. I really don't know how to talk about this game i i I, I can't wrap my head around it but. You know, I I don't understand why Kenny Pickett opted out. I don't understand why Kenneth Walker. I well, I understand he was injured, and you know he's he's a good he has a good shot to be drafted. I I understand he was injured and that and all that, but it's all these opt outs in college football are just weird, especially like Carson Strong. Carson Strong had a shot to go to the the quickly Bowl and ball out and give draft pick, draft uh, uh, scouts a good tape on him. And he didn't. It's, it's, it's all weird to me. But one of the things I'm looking for for Michigan State is I'm just looking for Peyton Thorne to become more consistent. He's going to have Jalen Naylor. He's going to have Jaden Reed back. I want to see what Elijah Collins could do. I want to see what the, how good the defense got. I think the bowl practices are very, very meaningful for Mel Tucker. I think Mel Tucker has a very, very good shot to get them in a better spot. Now they're not going to be playing the uh, Kenny Pickett, but they can go out there. They can get their eleventh win. They can get, they can finish the season in top ten, and that would be a win for Michigan State. You know, no one thought Michigan was going to college. Michigan State was going to college football playoff. I mean, they're just not good enough yet. They're not. They're in year two of the program. Mel Tucker is trying to get this thing rolling. He did a really, really good job. He had, he had a very good help of uh, of uh, Kenneth Walker this year, but he's had good help. He's had help, but going forward, they have good players that are going to, you know, continue to get better. We're not going to see Crouch in the game. I'm very, I know he's hurt. I, I'm very disappointed about that because I, I, I love Crouch. I think Crouch is one of those guys who could be a legitimate player. For Michigan State moving forward, and I, I just I'm a big fan of him, but it's it's, it's difficult to get a read on this game, and I don't really know how I really don't know how to read it. And I don't even know if it's going to happen because if you look at college football right now, there is bowls. Like, we I'm I remember recording this on a win, on a Tuesday, the holiday bowl was supposed to be today, uh, and it was canceled four hours before game time. Pretty sad. You know, this is this is the way this world has is going right now, it's just it's frustrating. But I like, I like Michigan State in this game. I know, I know, there's no Kenny Pickett now. It basically opens for Michigan State to play their game. I want to see Speedy Naylor, and I want to see Jaden Reed go move, continue to get better with Peyton Thorne. I think next year you look, you're look you looking at a really, really prolific passing game. And I think Peyton Thorne, he's going to get better. I mean, he, there was flashes he shows, but sometimes he's a little bit inconsistent, and you know, sometimes he gets a little bit antsy in the pocket. But besides that, I really I really like Peyton Thorne. I think he's got enough mobility where he can get out of the pocket against good pass rushers and make throws. I mean, he did that, and, he, and he's – you know what the, the – the most underrated, uh, underrated thing about Peyton Thorne is his ability. Ability, oh, God, I'm speaking crazy right now. His ability to maneuver in the pocket. You know, one of the biggest things. I know I'm. A, I'm a scout. Um, one of the biggest things about about um, quarterbacks and how you rate them going into the NFL draft is how do they maneuver in the pocket? And how do they give themselves room to throw the ball in the pocket? You know now. Now with the, you know, improviser kind of quarterback, like a Russell Wilson, a Patrick Mahomes, a guy that's going to get outside the pocket and find ways. But even now, you're starting to see a Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, they're staying in the pocket more because once you start to run off, you you, you don't help your offensive line. And there was times where I saw Peyton Thorne, he would step back a little bit too far he, he would take a he would take a five stop drop, but then he would step in another way and he would go to the right. And what happened was he's given the right tackle, who is struggling because he's not that he's not really that good, and he's struggling. And he's given it's it's you don't you don't want to make it harder for your offense linemen when they're not really that good to begin with. Um, you know they've they're trying, but you know missing a horse. Uh, they really don't have a good offensive line. I'm hoping that they, they can get that better going forward because that's one of the major things you need for a football team. But Peyton Thorne just needs to stay in the pocket. He needs to maneuver well. while. He can't take that next step because when he does, it's easier for the pass rush to get to him by kind of evading the blocker. And it's, it's a very, very abnormal situation. But I do like the way Peyton Thorne has played. In his first year of really truly starting you know he was a little he's he was inconsistent a little bit i just look for more consistency that's that's what i really want to see from peyton Thorn. I, I think Jaden reed's a hell of a player Jalen naylor hell of a player i think they should come back though because this draft for wide receivers is insane i'm be lucky to be drafted to be honest get do another year of this Get the NFL's attention. Your passing game will be more prolific, and then you'll you'll get the you'll get the eyes of the uh the NFL scouts. But I think Michigan State's gonna win this this the Peach Bowl. Hopefully it happens. I'm listen. I'm hoping, praying that it happens because I really really love to watch Michigan State and Peyton Thorne look out look to see how I want to see how he gets better and I want to see how quick he gets better and how how the offense looks without a Kenneth Walker. Because I think it can still be very, very good. In the next segment...